I grabbed one of them, beat it out of him. Huh? Yeah. That's a great plan, Walter. That's fucking ingenious, if I understand it correctly. It's a Swiss fucking watch. That's right, dude. The beauty of this is its simplicity. Once a plan gets too complex, everything can go wrong. There's one thing I learned in Nam. Dude. You are coming to a wooden bridge. When you cross the bridge, you throw the bag from the left window of the moving car. You're being watched. Fuck. What do you say? Where's the handoff? There is no fucking handoff, man. At the wooden bridge, we throw the money out of the car. Huh? We throw the money out of the moving car. No, we can't do that, dude. That fucks up our plan. Well, call them up and explain it to them, Walter. Your plan is so fucking simple and they'll fucking understand it. That's the beauty of it. Wooden bridge, huh? Throwing the money, Walter. We're not fucking around, man. Okay, dude, the bridge is coming up. Give me the ringer. Chop, chop. This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. Hey, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. It allows life to exist in the bleak black emptiness of space providing insight i don't know when she said that <laughs> maybe saint sneaker comes and like puts little trinkets in the commentary he's found himself in a world turned upside down <laughs> flare 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 and conjecture it looks like the pool is empty they shot it all on a green screen you can't do a pickup and now I said zoinks that time. Simon pretty much inspired me to do better on like a nice call sign. So I said zoinks. Zoinks. Little Scooby-Doo action. Little Scooby-Doo action. You know? Scooby and uh, the weird stoner dude who lived in the van down by the river. Whatever his name is. Yeah, another thing where we talk about Lebowski like if Lebowski was real. Imagine yeah. if Shaggy and Scooby were real. Disgusting. Can you imagine I hanging think, out with those fools? Yeah. You think what? I don't know. I think I've run, in, I've run into them a couple times. I think they might be friends of mine, actually. Yeah. I think there's a good possibility of that. So, I, I just have to say this. I have to get this out there. So the people out there listening can create the right mental picture in their mind. Facebook.com slash gutterballs. Twitter, at guttercast. Gutterballs.tv. Uh, you see what happens. Lebowski.tumblr.com. There. We said we'd do it right off the bat. So All right, I, good. I hijacked your little thing there good, and I just good. did it. Bam. Do we have other channels? Oh, YouTube, at guttercast. There. Don't have to worry about that anymore. Good. 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 Nice call, Adam. Yeah. Thank you, Brad. And if you check it out, I might post this up on the Tumblr or something, even. A picture, because I just took one as you were calling in. So what I have done in an attempt to improve my audio quality, I mean, I have it. This last weekend, I was planning on making a little, like, sound dampening little structure to record in. In my quest to okay. improve the audio you know, quality. Here's the thing. I don't want you to improve your audio quality. Because you're smarter than me, and I hate that. So with me having my voice all rich and right up front like this, it makes me seem smarter. So I appreciate you being sort of like tinny and in the background. Well, see, so I can't, I can't have that, man. Keep up with that. That's, just keep it up. 
Just keep doing it. Well, we'll see if this works because what I've done is I've taken a comforter and I have it, I have it is over. It is pretty much surrounding my computer desk and me. I'm like under it's like a little fort that I've made. Did you send this to me? I did not send it to you. I you're can. Too, you're too embarrassed. Well, I just took it right as because I noticed in the little like Skype preview window, like I saw myself and I was like, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. So anyway, yes. So I have a photo that's out there somewhere to, to be posted. I'd like to see it. Well, I just texted it to you, so we'll see if you have your. Oh, I gotta get my phone stuff out. Stuff around. No, you don't. No, you don't do You know, I'm not supposed to keep my phone in my pocket anymore. I see. I have a text from you. Two texts actually, but I'm not supposed to keep my phone in my pocket anymore. Why is that? Because of the, like, the wife's concerned about the radiation. Right. Is that the right word? Radiation? It's not the right word. But it radiates things. Yeah. It's not radiation, but it does radiate signals. So I'm not supposed to keep it near my junk, I guess. Yeah, I just don't know. I sleep with it next to my head. Right. That's probably <laughs> terrible. It's horrible. I didn't used to do that. But Wait, now I do. You, why do you sleep with it next to your head? Like, can't you put it on a nightstand or something? It's on a nightstand, but it's oh, probably oh. less than a foot from my head. Well, that's pretty close. Yeah. It's pretty close. Like, I put mine on my nightstand, but it's easily 18 to 22 inches. So that's almost right. twice as far away. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably fine. That's fine. But 12 inches? Hmm. All right. So, you know, we better get into this and uh, get this all laid down because it's starting to get mighty sweaty under this blanket here. I it, is like 90, it is like 90 degrees. I see this picture. <laughs> I mean, you are, you are a man of extremes, sir. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be. It's like, you know, if you want to do something, you might as well do it well. But here's the thing. Go buy two C-stands and, you know, clamp the blanket to the C-stands. Oh, yeah. Just put it behind you. Just do no, that. That's what I'm wanting to do. I just didn't have time. This was literally while I was waiting for you to get on Skype. I thought, you know, I ran upstairs quick, grabbed a blanket and brought it down. And just threw it over the desk here. Because this, this, the end game of this scenario is you... Like passing out from heat exhaustion. <laughs> Probably. So Probably. I mean well, that, that might make for an entertaining podcast, but personally I'd be inconsolable for ten to fifteen minutes. Well, what might happen is and you know, we can have listeners weigh in on the audio quality is maybe sometime within ten to thirty minutes I may just have to like get rid of the blanket and we'll see we'll see what happens. See if there's a marked change. Yes. Sometimes you pronounce the ed marked, noted. Sometimes you do. Sometimes there's a sound. We could talk about this minute a little bit, I guess, but we're still in this stupid car. I hate that. Yeah, it is. I have to admit, as much as this is the second uh, gut punch for me, it is starting to get <laughs> tiresome. A little. Oh, I'm st it's starting to wear me down a little bit. I hate to admit it. I mean. I hate to admit it, too, because if you just watch the movie, the scene doesn't, like, drag on oh. like this. But when you have to go minute by minute, this must be, 
Like, this is the bathroom times three, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, when we get to this, like, you know, every... For, like, the last two episodes, I'm like, okay, let me watch this minute. I'm sure it'll end with Walter throwing Throwing the bag bag. out. It's still, even this minute, we do not get to the bag. We do not get to the bag throw. I mean... (laughs) We We get the, yeah. We get Walter reveals his plan. When they make the handoff, he'll... They'll beat it out of him. They'll grab one of the guys and beat it out of him, the location of Bunny. The dude seems to think that's rather moronic. Which I have to say, that's actually like a decent plan. Given given that Walter is pretty much assured himself that these men are fucking amateurs. That's a pretty decent plan. Grab one, threaten him, he'll tell you. Yeah, but I mean, I think... Whether how amateurish these people are, also just getting into a an altercation like that. I could see why the dude would want to avoid that. The dude wants to avoid it, but yeah. Walter, he lives for that. Like, it's a sound yeah. plan. Yeah. I mean, the dude, you know, if he was shrewd, he might be like, well, let's, okay, let's unleash Walter on this guy. Let's, you know, I'm not into this, but let's, let's utilize Walter's strengths as a human being here. Right. And, and intimidation is definitely one of his strengths. I'm just saying Walter's right again, you know, if, and that's the thing, like the fucking amateurs, they got this right too. Throw it out the window of the moving car. We're not going to get into a situation where we have to like confront people because we will fail. We suck at it. It's only later on in the movie that they resort to like face to face comp, you know, that's fucking combat. Initially, they're like, they want nothing to do with that. But Walter's right. Walter's that always right. Would have been a great strategy had they been stupid enough to arrange a face-to-face meeting. This movie would have been over, basically. Right. Yes. Although, do the nihilists know where Bunny is? Or are they just taking advantage of her absence? Or is it all orchestrated by the titular Lebowski? I guess we'll have to keep watching to find out. I have to close this picture because you're just there with a blanket <laughs> behind you looking at me. I can't stand it. It's so crazy looking. I, it seems like you're lying down. It, it is d- d- strange. Yeah, there's a strange thing going there. It's really just kind of like it's because my computer desk is like this. It's kind of like a vertical desk, like there's shelves above it. Mm. So, like, it's draped off the top and then down over me. So, like, yeah, it's it's strange. I'll post it to the Tumblr. Yeah, that's another picture we won't post, but you sent it to me. Well, I made a note. Your recording area. And I was so jealous of it because it's so sparse and empty and clean. Like, it's, you, it feels like you could really, like, settle down into there. Whereas mine is, like, a spaghetti storm of wires and horribleness. Like well, nightmare AV guy. Well, I more or less have this room is unipurpose. There's one purpose. Gutter balls. And room. it's gutter balls. <laughs> I come down here to record gutter balls, and that's it. That's all that's here. You really had to put your foot down. It's like, listen, gutter balls room. This We're is my gutter this. balls room. That's it. Exactly. Well, I need so, to uh, amp up the the Walter the Walterness, I guess. And really put my foot down. Start carving off sections of the home for gutter balls. 
do it again if you're going to do it. You know, like my blanket strategy. You just got to go all in. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, all the in. dude. All yeah, the in dude like thinks Tommy was so. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not, we're not, not into that section. We're not. I'm not going. Tommy was so. No, I have to though. I okay. I don't have to do it now. I don't have okay. to do it now. All right, all right. We're gonna come right. back, but I I must do it because. Fine, the dude, the dude, Brad. The well, dude. I was just gonna I was just gonna finish recapping this minute. All right, which is. Walter has his, what the dude would call a moronic plan. The kidnappers call back and say, throw the, throw the money from the car, you're being watched. Which, of course, fucks up Walter's plan. Right. Well, Walter protests, well, we just can't do that. Fucks, fucks up, up, up plan. the plan. And the dude is, we're just throwing the money. We're not fucking around, Walter. Problem. End of minute. Problem. Problem. The dude receives the phone call. You're coming to Wooden Bridge. At the Wooden Bridge, you throw the money out the left window of the moving car. And the dude is like, okay, totally cool. I got it. We're doing this. I'm not doing Walter's stupid plan. They gave me instructions. I'm going to follow them to the T. Right. How's the dude going to throw... The briefcase out the left window of the moving car. Good point. It's a good point. It's not even like, well, shit, I'm not the driver, because the nihilists probably had this plan hashed out because they insisted on one person. One person's right. driving, they can only throw it out of the driver's right. side window. And they All had their sudden, whole, yeah, their bikes are positioned for the left side, dedicated everything. on it, you know? But instead, now you got two people... Probably doesn't occur to them, maybe. That did not occur to you, man. Well, the, the Nihilists are just locked into their plan. They can't change it. It got too complex. Yeah, their plan was too complex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now things are going wrong. Which is, again, another, if we're going to call out some, you know, iconic quotes. This is maybe a B-level iconic quote, but I feel it is something you hear from time to time. Which one? Once a plan gets too complex, everything can go wrong. It's definitely a B-level quote, but yeah. that's a good one. Because Walter's bringing to bear his experience in the military at this point. Which is legitimate experience, you know? Like, he knows how to, like, handle a confrontation. He's well-versed in confrontation. That's what I'm saying, like, his logic is sound. Keep it simple. They're there, they're amateurs, grab one, punch him in the face once or twice, and then he'll spill his guts, which but probably if, would have happened. But if she kidnapped herself, what does it matter? Well, that's like, a that's, good point. What is that? Again, so maybe he's not totally sold on his own theory. It's one of these things where if you start... Yeah, breaking it down. Breaking it down, it apart. becomes, there's so many levels, it becomes it becomes difficult, right? And we have to fall back on what the Cohen brothers said themselves, which is... doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, and there's no really way to know what's actually happening in this movie. And they, they said something to that effect, correct? Yeah, they did. Yeah. And you're not supposed to concentrate on it, so we're doing yeah. the opposite. We're of doing what. the opposite. But I don't care, they're not the boss of me. 
So here's my biggest revelation from this minute. Okay. Ready. It's the line the dude says, and I had no idea what he said. Swiss he fucking said, watch. It's a Swiss fucking watch. Did you know that? Not until I started examining this minute. Actually, the reverend, the good reverend Mark, had it in, uh, he gave us some notes on this minute. And I saw it in there because he uh, copies and pastes script. It's like, oh, it's a Swiss fucking watch. That's what he says there. Right, because I was listening to it a couple times. I was like, "What does he say there?" If, if it's you a, it's a, me, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking wad. Like I was like, "What?" Yeah. If you would have like held a gun to my head, like Walter did with Smokey, I probably would have said, "It's a fucking wad." Is what I would have assumed he said there. Yeah, which is a total throwaway line, but this is anything but. You know, he's referencing like. Like precision mechanics, like built, like infallible mechanics. Yeah, that's great. Swiss fucking watch. So maybe this is another example of your, like, dude throwing out his one-liners that you either do or don't care for. I'm not sure at this point. You, you, I think they have waffle. points. I think they, they, they might work in, in places, but not when he's under... Underwater under his the own uh, toilet. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right, I see it. This is a good line, though. Yeah. And that's a Swiss fucking watch. That's a great plan, Walter. That's fucking ingenious if I understand <laughs> if it I correctly. I understand it correctly. It's a Swiss fucking watch. Not, it's a, it's a fucking wad. Not, it's a fucking wad. That's yeah. us being Because there's the Swiss stupid. part, right? So it's like, it's a, it's a fucking wad. It's a. Like the Swiss so becomes Swiss. like, he, he says it yeah. twice, like, it's a. It's a it's a fucking wad, right? But not, that, it's a Swiss fucking watch. Yep. The second it's a is actually Swiss. So <laughs> difficult to understand, though. Like you really have to get in there and listen to it. So you were watching this with captions, also? No, I didn't watch it with captions. I just had the Reverend's notes, and then listen. So to does it, his like, notes oh. reference reference the backish? No, I found that one backsheesh. Backsheesh, yeah, the backsheesh. That's a well, fascinating concept, the backsheesh. Where did you find out about the backsheesh? Because I just saw it right now. Well, I'm watching the movie and there's a backsheesh going on. I closed my eyes and I listened to the minute. And I was really trying to listen to what they were saying because so many of these lines just, just zoom right past. And it, there's too much going on and it's hard to like grab them and take them in so it's like one out of three lines you end up throwing away because you're still processing the line from two lines ago right but i just sat i just listened just the dialogue so there's no visuals to distract me and i just heard him say backsheesh so i just typed in various spellings of how i thought backsheesh might be spelled and it's like oh my goodness so this is like well it's an eastern thing what? It's an ah. Eastern thing, Brad. It comes from Persia. It's it's basically like an ancient Middle Eastern Eastern version of tipping. But it's a tipping that the person receiving the money hasn't necessarily performed any service. <laughs> it's just like it's it's borderline begging. 
Give me money. Listen, I'm going to come up and, like, wipe a cloth over your window. I'm going to come up and, like, cling to your leg as you ride through my town on a horse. Give me, give me a tip. Give me some backsheesh. Which is curious to ponder. So what Walter is saying is that they're beggars, basically. They're going to throw this out and they're going to keep the backsheesh. Money that they did not earn. <laughs> He's cool with that. Backsheesh. Charity to beggars is how it's defined sometimes. Pakistan and India. Beggars solicit alms. Uh, uh, alms. I have trouble with my L's. It might be a speech impediment. Alms. I can't start words like love. It sort of like grinds on the top of my mouth a little bit. Love. I, I love you, Brad. Do you hear, you hear how it... I love you. Like it kind of rumbles there. Anyway, I'll, I'll alms by crying, Back sheesh, Baba! I'm so confused right now on multiple levels. Or it could be outright bribery. There's different levels of it. Which in this case, it's probably just outright bribery. <laughs> how are you confused? Tell me. <laughs> okay. How can I help I'm going to start with this. What, what probably to the listeners is not the most confusing thing about what we're talking about right now, but to me it's the most confusing okay. thing. I have a speech impediment. It's no, always been there. You just never I, noticed I, it. I, I looked up, so I'm at the Wikipedia page on Backsheesh. Okay, me too. I visited that page. Are you saying it's different than it I was visited, the first time you visited it? I visited this page last time we, we recorded Gutter Balls. Like, I see the little picture, I remembered it, I had to look in my, in my book, in my history. Okay, this is not a confounding story so far. Did we talk about this last week? I don't know! Why was I at the, why was I at the Wikipedia page for Bakshish last oh, week? I put it into the document. We have a document that we work off of, we put little random things in there. But we didn't get around to talking about it. Well, it wasn't from last minute. Okay, so that might make some sense then. So I looked it up last time. Yeah, I had we it never... in there. Okay, so I'm not completely fucking crazy. No, you were cheating a little bit. You looked ahead. I looked like... ahead. The next oh. confusing thing. Okay. Well, that's the mo for me, that was the most confusing thing. I think our listeners have no idea what the hell we're talking about, though. In the script... We apologize to the seven of them. In the script... So so now. so so Reverend Reverend Mark Reverend Mark pastes the script in. Yeah, I like that. In I, the script, does it have backsheesh? Well, that's a good question, man. Because I'm fascinated about this. Because I always assumed that was the part of the podcast where we both randomly type around on we the look, interwebs, look things up. Well, I can keep talking, but I have to go through documents like house repairs, which is a Google document of all the shit I have to do around the home. Fix you need, the roof, you need, clean up the, the Sanford and Son in the backyard, uh, repair the sun porch, fix the bathroom, just on and on, replace the toilet shit. So I have to like scroll through this now to try to find it. You need... I'm seeing it, I'm seeing to it. To use the little star feature in Google Docs. Yeah, probably. I usually use recent, because I'm in there, you know, from time to time. 
You know what? Backsheesh was the last minute, maybe. Maybe it was the last minute. So this is an unintentional revisit? It's an unintentional re... It's an accidental revisit. Well... All right, so it is from last minute. Yeah, but I don't think we got to it. No, we if, definitely didn't. If we did, apologies. Because I would know. So, so... Backsheesh, the way this there it is, is coming... It's in the script, yeah, backsheesh. Backsheesh. But what's the source of that script, though? Uh, I don't know. Probably just an IMDb script or something. I feel as if he's not really saying backsheesh. Oh. Is that, is, am I crazy? Or is that I just the obvious crazy. opinion? And I'm just being a stick in the mud here. I trying to take the majority the opinion. Yeah. I think you're being alternative a little bit. All right. Because what, what's he saying then? We keep the back sheesh. We keep the back sheesh. That's just what he says. We riddle, keep the riddle back me sheesh. another riddle there. There's nothing else he's saying, especially in the light of the definition of that word, back sheesh. Well, a back sheesh is what beggars say. Money right? that's not earned or bribery or outright extortion. That's what back sheesh is. It's different levels of it. At the common level, it's people just begging. But it's also, you know, extorting money out of people, backsheesh, which is exactly what's happening here. I mean, if you can come up with an alternative, I'm willing to listen, but you better have something. Well, he says we keep the back seat. That's, that's your answer? Back, because the, the, the whites... <laughs> The whites are going out the window, and the silver case is in the back seat. Yeah, dudes are, dudes got it there. We keep the back seat. Oh, I mean, it's a thing. It's a thing. I'm not just gonna like bring the hammer down on your face right away. It's a thing. But I don't know, man. Well, I'll tell you this: the closed captioning says "back sheesh." Well, there you go. And when it says that... Walter spent his time in the East. I, when I saw that, I just assumed it was a crazy, bizarre like, like transcription right, error. Right. Typo, basically. Like, that's not even a real word. They just spelled... They didn't know what it was. They just spelled it phonetically and moved on. But Walter spent his time in Vietnam, where he probably walked through streets... As a GI, with, like, people screaming that at him, maybe. I seem to remember reading about this and that it, um, the concept of Bakshish migrated from, you know, India, Persia, because obviously it got from, like, the Iraq area to India. It's not too much of a stretch to think that it made its way from India to Vietnam. Well, I'll tell you what. Charity to beggars. Aren't the nihilists just beggars at this point? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Searching it up. Backsheesh. Google Lebowski backsheesh. There's tons there. Tons. The Dude's Paper has a whole article entitled Keeping the Backsheesh. You're going to be a lonely little man on a tiny little mountain, shouting this out 
Well, I'll you, tell you what. I'm, I'm I'm changing my tune. It's fine. He says backsheesh. It's backsheesh again. Never. No. Up until like ten minutes ago, I had no idea that was the case. I thought it was we keep the back seat. We For the hundreds of times I've watched this movie, it says we keep the back seat. See that alone, though, you're better than me because I just threw it away. My brain just threw it away. Every time I would hear it, I threw it away and I moved on. I couldn't even like formulate any possibilities for that. So now I've been schooled in two lines here. It's a Swiss fucking watch, and we keep the back sheesh. We don't know things. Most most things we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Well, this is a this podcast is a journey of discovery. Right. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. I'm I mean, I'm I'm super fine with it. You gotta learn. You know, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. And I feel. You know, the more minutes we get into this thing, we're learning more, which means we're getting better. So that's how I sleep at night. My ignorance on display week after week. I'm cool with it. But yeah, back sheesh. <laughs> Who knew? But at least you had a theory. You know, you had a theory. It was, I never even realized I had a theory. I just thought this is what he says. Like, there's no question, just, we keep the back seat. We keep the back seat. It's pretty sophisticated. Just what he says. Like, there was never even, like, an issue. Like, what does he say there? I wonder. No, it's just what he says. You know like, what? That, that might actually be a better line than backsheesh. I'm going to put that out there. That might actually be cooler. Backsheesh nope. is just weird. It's weird. It's nope. the only time I've heard that word. I've never heard that word. Like, there's a thing where you can be too esoteric like too abstract and then the message is lost on your audience you know you don't yeah. want to use words that are too fancy <clears throat> i mean i just listened to it and again he has the cigarette in his mouth so that could be like right distorting it i right. mean it is distorted a little bit right? we keep the back sheet right back like hoof. Like, it just back, but yeah, but it definitely sounds like he's saying backsheesh. I listened to it many times for just that reason. I'm like, wait, backsheesh. There's a, I think there's a cut there. And yeah, he's turning at the time, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He turns his head to the side, taking a drag off the cigarette. cigarette. Yeah. So lots of things going on. Could have, could have gone any direction, but you know, you listen to it and it's just like, nope, that's backsheesh. What he's saying. We keep the back seat. I wonder if they'd been presented with that line if they would have chose that one instead. Probably back not. Sheesh. I think they liked the sort of um, Southeast Asia, the Eastern thing going on there and the Vietnam connection, the possible yeah. Vietnam connection. Walter using the word back sheesh, this actually like changes his character for me somewhat. He knows things, you know, he's. He's a he knows more traveler. than we do. He knows more than we do. He's been to. We more never places. heard of any fucking backsheesh. No, he's been to a place where he's had beggars like hanging on to him, screaming out this word like it's, it's ingrained. It's a part of his lexicon. We're not even close to having that word be in our lexicon, Brad. 
Not even close. So as was, much as we want to dismiss yeah. Walter as a, like a, you know, big dumb doofus imbecile, there's more going on there. I keep cutting you off, I apologize. I'm just agreeing. No, yeah. He's the brains of the outfit. He's the brains and the brawn. The only one that knows what's going on. And he's the actual zen calm one, except when he's waving a fucking gun around. If you compare his freakout moments, like count them up, and you count up the dude's freakout moments, the dude's freakout moments must outweigh him or his to like five to one, probably. But but in intensity. Well, the intensity. Walter is wins. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I would agree with that. I so I wrote down a revisit. I understand that we're long past that point. Well, no, this whole backsheesh thing turns out to be a revisit. Well, that, right. So okay, so we're still there. I had you're being very undued. I don't know what that means though. I just wrote it there, or did you write it there? You're being very undued. It's, see undue. now, it's capitalized That's... in a strange way that I don't think I would capitalize some of those letters like that. Yeah, I don't know. Undude. Well, I mean, I think you're being very undude is definitely a... That's an A-level... That's an A-level quote. That's an A-level quote. You're being very undude. And I think, actually, we just covered that. Like, the dude's just freaking out again, and Walter mm -hmm. is, like, in control. He's like, I know what's going on. Take it easy. Yeah. Well, and so one thing I noticed, again, you know, watching the minute again and again, and, you know, you start to analyze what's happening here a little closer, is, and so now I'm going into the actual minute talking about this, but when, so the dude's freaking out, and when they call back and say, throw it over the bridge, the dude's even freaking out about that. He's like, fuck! There is no handoff. But, like, he didn't, he thought that was a fucking stupid plan. Like, shouldn't he be like, okay, we're just throwing the money, like, like he shouldn't he should be kind of happy that they like have thwarted Walter's plan and there's not actually going to be violence and who knows what's going to happen next there should be a sense of relief yeah thank goodness we just throw it out and keep driving yeah we're just throwing it out and keep driving good point but again so, he doesn't react that way so maybe but, on some level he's like yeah maybe we can keep this money well, I think on some level, he's just, well, okay, that's a good point. I haven't thought about that. Maybe he is like, as much as he's like, Walter, this is fucking stupid. He's thinking like, well, we'll keep the whole right, million. Maybe, maybe. We've got a million dollars It's here, fucking you know? stupid, but it'll be fucking stupid with a million dollars. Or... Right. You can be stupid poor or stupid yeah. rich. I mean, I'm, my, my initial take is simply that he's just so... Um... You know, again, he's just so, like, you know, nervous and on edge. that Like, everything, he's just like, ah! He just can't take it. When he's not in control of any of the situations. He's not in control in any case. He's not in control of the kidnappers. He's not in control of Walter. He's not even in control of his own emotions here at this point. He's not even in control of his own vehicle. <laughs> right. took that over. Yeah. He's, he's just a... sitting there. Things are happening to him. It blows. Right. And again, if he was this kind of Buddhist slash, slash Zen type of 
character. Again, one of the biggest things is, you know, recognizing you're not in control. And the liberation of that, right? So here he is, not in control of everything, yet he's still freaking the fuck out. He's having a hard time with it. Yeah. All right. Well, good. There's something. I think we can, like, nail down, because we've been teasing around it for several episodes now, here and there. The dude craves control, doesn't have it, and that freaks him the fuck out. Anti-Zen. Opposite of Zen. This is yeah. the nail in the coffin of the dude's Zen lifestyle, I would say. It's only going to get worse. You might be correct. But it's the first nail, like, bam. Irrefutable. Walter's more Zen than he is. <sighs> Visual reflective surfaces. Yes. I did some cockamamie math. Um, it's riddled with errors and inconsistencies and like poor logic. I took a symbolic logic course in college. See, people take that, right? Right, thinking because they're like, like, oh, I don't want to do like regular math. Get the math credit out of the way. Just take the symbolic logic course. But it's harder. That is way, way harder. Yeah, I don't know where this idea came among right. students that like, oh, it's symbolic logic. Like, it's easy. It's just like symbols. Well, yeah, it's just like symbols. I There's not numbers. You already the... know numbers. You know those symbols. I touch my hand to the red hot burner. I get burned. I know that. I got this class. Easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That class was bullshit, man. I got like a D in that class, and I tried, like hard. Anyway, I did some math. We see when the kidnappers call in this minute. If there's one thing I learned in Nam, playing gets mm-hmm. to blah, blah, blah. Walter gets cut off. The phone rings again. Yeah. Nihilists call and say... Throw the bag out the moving left side of the moving car. You're being watched. We get a shot out the front of the car here of how far away yes. the bridge is. And this yes. happens at 35. 35, 30. 35, 30, 30. 35, 30. Yeah. So if you're looking and you have headlights shining down the road, the bridge is like not too far away. It's right off in the distance there. How far away? Give it to me in meters. I would say football fields, but you don't watch sports. But give give me any any distance from where the car is to where the bridge is. One football field. So 100 yards 300 feet. How fast is the car traveling? Fairly well. Well, there's two That's different answers to, say, to that. But I'll tell you what, we see that shot for about five minutes, five th- seconds. There's an answer that is how fast is it traveling filmically and how fast would they actually actually be traveling? 
So right. I guess how fast would they actually be traveling on this road out sort of in the middle of nowhere, two lane road? Twenty five miles an hour minimum. I would probably say probably closer to thirty five. I would say just for the purposes of this exercise, 25 miles per hour is okay. wonderful, right? You'd never be going that slow. That's very slow. But that's what I would say, too. So, we're treated to this shot approaching the bridge. Do you know, 24 seconds later, we see this same shot, but it's supposed to be... This is how far they've traveled in 24 seconds. Are you saying it's the same exact shot? It's, it's... Like it's, they, like, cut back to right where we were or something? They cut back to exactly where they left off the last shot. Well, that's not exactly true. But they're pretty close. It's pretty damn close. But in... So in 15 seconds traveling... Right. 25 miles per hour, you would go approximately a quarter of a mile. And in 24 seconds, you would go three-eighths of a mile. That's almost half a mile you would go in 24 seconds. And this is not... I'm not saying this like, ooh, look how you fucked up. It's just another example of, doesn't matter. What matters is... Walter and the dude having their back and forth and, like, advancing their conflict, the conflict between them and the kidnappers. And who cares how far the car has traveled? I mean, I have to take issue with your math, but it doesn't really matter. I told you that my math was not good. Yeah. But 25 miles per hour in 24 seconds? Come on now. If you're going 60 miles an hour... In one minute, you go a mile. Right. So if you're going 30 miles an hour, in one minute, you go half a mile. And they're right. within that range. Close to half a mile. Meanwhile, that bridge is not anywhere near half a mile away. No, It's not, not even a quarter of a mile away. Yeah, not It's even like close. a tenth of a mile, maybe. But it doesn't matter. Doesn't so you're matter. saying... Okay, so you're saying when you say in 15 seconds you'd go a quarter mile, you would say that would be how far they would have gone. Like, that's how, how, I'm not sure what you're saying with that number. It doesn't matter. In movie time, at 3530, we see an exterior from the car pointing out the front of the car. We can Mm -hmm. see the bridge there. It's not too far away. That's at 3530. Yes. You're coming to a wooden bridge. There's the bridge. That's not important. They just wanted to establish it's out there. Dude hangs up the phone, and then he and Walter have this extended, like, this is fucking up our plan, we can't do that, this Swiss fucking watch, all of this back and forth for 24 seconds. Meanwhile, it's as if the bridge was, like, at the end of your driveway. And they're just driving in the car on the road. <laughs> right, right. Driving, 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 driving. For 24 seconds of movie time. Then they cut back to the exterior shot, and the bridge is, like, 10 feet closer. That's all I'm saying. Right. It's ridiculous. In reality, 
but in film reality, again, it doesn't matter. Never noticed that inconsistency. Right. Well, it's similar to earlier how the dude takes, I don't know, however many, you know, like 20 right. seconds to walk across walk the titular Lebowski's right. room to get to the door. Yeah. Well, not even. He's, he's reaching towards the door. So he's literally inches away from grabbing the handle of the door. And then we have this extended diatribe from the titular Lebowski for like eight seconds. And then his hand is still extending towards the door. There's a lesson to be learned there. The rules of life do not apply. Yeah, the rules of the real in world. In the movie world. No, it's better if they don't. Better if they don't. Throw them all away. Throw them right in the trash can. But this, I don't know if this is quite as bad as the walking to the door, but this is pretty bad. This is pretty bad. Like, really look at how fast the car is moving. How long would it take the car to get to the bridge? Four seconds? And it's 24 seconds. Uh, it might take... Six? They've slowed down time then by a factor of 400%. Once you really look yeah. at it, man, it's... I mean, it might take a whole 10 seconds to get there oh, versus the 24 because the I road's kind of windy. Man. It is, like, if you look at the bridge, like when it cuts back to it, they are significantly closer. It's not like... Because there's that hole, there's, like, a sign. Like, the bridge is... If you, if you just look at, like, the size of the bridge in the frame, right? It's, like, minuscule. Then 24 seconds later, it's, like, it's taking up a significant chunk of it. If they were traveling 15 miles per hour, they would have gone a quarter of a mile. That bridge is not a quarter of a mile away. Now we're, we're going down to 15 miles per hour now, which is an absurd <clears throat> speed to be traveling. Absurdly slow. This is, you're up on your little tiny little mountain again with your tiny little loudspeaker but, but and your tiny going... little voice. If they were going, <laughs> I mean, how many miles per hour? 15? That's 25? what we're down to. 15 If, if now. they're going 15 miles an hour, that would mean in one minute they would go a quarter of a mile. Correct. And we're at half a minute. So, so they're at half of, mile? of that. So they would go to half of a quarter of a mile. You're an saying that's an eighth of a mile? Listen, tiny little man. It might man. be a sixteenth of a mile. They may have only slowed it down by a factor of two. <laughs> Your bullhorn is running out of batteries, man. <laughs> you got the. Well, let's put it. I guess my point is simply this: like it's the not the poster board. You know the what is that the menu board on both sides of you you know yeah. ringing your bell even if it's in reality right like in reality the geometry doesn't make any sense the geography the timing temporally doesn't make sense psychologically like if they cut back and it was literally the same space or in the same place it wouldn't look psychologically it, it's it would fine. be it would be a lot more jarring psychologically because the bridge They'd be past the bridge. They'd be over on the other side. Oh, we missed it because we were shooting the shit too long. Right. But here's the thing. Well, if the thing I, is when they cut back through the windshield, the bridge, I mean, you can see how fast they're going. It's not like you could all, try to argue that Walter 
has like slowed down considerably so they could have this argument because he doesn't want to get to the bridge because right. he's trying to figure out what to do. I mean, that didn't happen, right? Down to seven and a half miles per hour, which you could like walk briskly almost that fast. Here's the thing. If I was... This is where I would make the mistake because it would be important to me to establish the geometry. You said that, now I'm saying it. The geography of this scene. So, I probably would have enlisted, like, some computer graphics people where I did this, like, start on the wooden bridge from directly above and did, a, like, a CGI shot where I pulled straight up. And then I could see the car was like, okay, we're half a mile away. It's going to take us about a minute to get there. You know, or we're a quarter of a mile away. And you could see the bridge and see the car, and it's approaching. Like, it's getting closer. But it was unnecessary. Yeah, none of that matters. You just show a shot out the front of the car, there's the bridge. None of that matters. Cut yep. back 20 minutes later, and the bridge is 10 feet closer. Who cares? As long as the intervening 20 minutes was really entertaining and moved the story forward, it doesn't fucking matter. It's a hard lesson. I don't like it, and we... We went back and forth a little bit about this because I hate to get into the... I just... I want to talk about the room. Can I talk about the room? Let's yeah, talk about not? the room. Okay. This is Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Yes. I finally figured out why I have not watched this movie and why I've had no interest in watching this movie. Multifaceted reasons, actually. But the first one being, and I dare you to counter this argument, but the reason people like this movie and are obsessed with this movie and that it has a cult following is because they're laughing at it. They're laughing at how bad it is. It's not simply how bad it is, but yes, they're laughing at it. They're laughing at it. The problem I have with that, that's not the problem. I'll laugh at bad stuff. But the problem is how earnest, how clearly earnest Tommy Wiseau was about making this movie. This is a heartfelt, like, he was really putting himself out in front of people. Knowing that if I just bare my soul and just be honest and make this movie, it's going to be great. So there he is, and now we're laughing at him. But the, the knife that really goes in is that now he has backtracked off of that and is claiming that, you know, he's in on the joke. Oh, yeah, it was all on purpose. I deliberately set out to make a terrible movie. Ha, 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 ha. We're all in on it. But it's just not true. So it just has everyone laughing at him, and I just feel terribly, terribly bad for that. Because I think about, this is the second facet. I guess multi-facet, as long as multi refers to two. <clears throat> the second facet is everything I do, I think, turns out like the room. And if people were to, like, just laugh... Like, so much that they would have 
showings of it just to come and laugh at it. Like, hey, don't miss next Friday. It's your chance to laugh at Tommy Wiseau. Don't miss next Friday. It's your chance to laugh at Adam Welch's latest bullshit endeavor. That I would make me feel terrible. I just don't want to, like, get in on that action and gang up on the guy. I don't want to watch his movies, but I don't want to gang up on him. That's why I don't watch this movie. I watch those clips you sent, and yes, they're very amusing, but I found myself just feeling really bad just laughing at him. It's like, it is, it's baffling. Like, you thought this would be good? This is ridiculous. You know, like, right. I'm sorry to bring this out, but that's well, I can't I, I can't argue with that. Right. You're definitely the better person than I <laughs> for, for not it or not. Um, yes. So is it like, how do you so you're it? right. You're right. OK, so here's this guy who made this movie. Clearly, it's about himself. It's and it's genuine and it's genuine. And here we are laughing at it. It's terrible. So, yes, that is terrible. And I feel bad now. And now I can't enjoy the movie anymore. So, thanks a lot, Adam. But, but I think, so just, I'll just throw a little thing in there that I think it's not just, I don't watch it in a, and what amuses me is not necessarily like, wow, this guy was an idiot or stupid or wow, he made such a bad movie. It's more. The bizarreness of it, right? Like, like it's like you couldn't just be like, "Hey, let's go make a bad movie," or "Hey, let's just, hey Adam, let's just throw a movie together this weekend." And again, you know, we're not going to put maybe a lot of effort into it, and it comes out like the room. Like, this is something very unique. Well, even if we intentionally tried to make it as bad as the room, it wouldn't work. We don't have the same wirings. Right. Exactly. This guy. I mean, it's everything. It's his appearance. His mysterious accent. His mysterious <laughs> accent. His, um, oh. you know, the whole thing about, yeah, like how it is this heartfelt story. And, but it's all also about him. So here's where maybe laughing what? at it is okay, because the whole movie is about how he is such a great guy. Oh, Johnny is so good. He's so nice. He, like, pays the kids tuition, and he saves the bank bundles, and... He loves Lisa so much and turns the other cheek when she's bad to him and all this stuff. It what? doesn't matter. All his friends fucking treat him like shit. I've only seen seven minutes of the movie from the clips you've sent me, so I don't. I can't really comment on it. Yeah, like but, macro. But some of them you got. You get some of that yeah, feeling, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the movie is just really, really bizarre. Like you know the throwaway. Like so, like you know one of the clips I didn't send. This is the throwaway line about breast cancer, right? So his fiance's mother in one scene is like, oh, and I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. Then that's it. Never mention Like, what? Why was, what? Like, yeah. Like, and there's so many. Well, um, I was trying to, I was trying to look up. So I know a little bit about this. Not a lot. But apparently, like, characters pop in and out, never to return, and, like, plot lines, like the breast cancer, just, like, appear and then completely disappear and n never to be returned right. to. Like, it's filled with that. But I was trying to research if um, Tommy was so, had, you know, 
problems. Like an actual clinical problem. Could not find if that was true, but... Yeah, I mean, he's probably on, goes undiagnosed, perhaps. Maybe. But at the same time, he has turned this I just into, can't get into this. I don't know. He's I know turned he's, it into a little industry for himself. I you mean, know what? That's great. But. He, he's in that. They made the, uh, this other movie with him. They did a... Uh, well, he's on he, Tim and Eric. He's in an episode of Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric doing... But, do a, you know, the thing about that was... It was supposed to be, like, directed by Tommy Wiseau, but then in the interview, he was like, I didn't direct it, I just acted in it. Right. So they were, they were just bossing him around, you know? Yeah. Again, it's more, I just feel bad. Like, why should I feel bad? He's famous now, right? He's probably no. made some money off of this somehow, I hope. I mean, you're right, and maybe hopefully this isn't, again, ganging up on him, but... And again, he made this, this movie came out in 2003, and he did right. spend $6 million on it. No, he did not. $6 million? Well, it had, a, most of that, I think... Went to it, the main, the lead actor? No, it went to... Um, Green screening? No, it, almost all of it went to uh, marketing. So, like, he, most of it went to the fact that he rented a billboard in Hollywood for three years. Where did he it, get six million dollars? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. But he rented a billboard in Hollywood for three years that said, it said, um, come see the best movie of the year, The Room. He said, it's a huge picture of his face. He sold himself short. Best movie of the millennium, he should have said. Yeah. Here, let me look this up and see exactly what it what it said. The room billboard, yeah, there it is. Knowing full well that like you'd entice some some kind of hipster crowd that would right. recognize it for its bullshit. That's what well, he would claim. So here's now. the other thing. So you watch Arrested Development, because we've talked about that before. Yeah. The chicken dance they do? Yeah. That's from the room. No way. Yeah. Yeah, well, in the one clip I sent you, was going cheap, 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 cheap. Well, that's very different than Job's. It's different, but all but each booth has a different chicken dance, and in the room, each character has their different chicken sound as well. And it has been documented that the cast of Arrested Development, namely, um, Jason Bateman. Da- no, David Cross and oh, uh, David Cross. and Job. Well, what's his name? Uh, Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Were big fans. They were fans ahead of time. I mean, I don't think they had seen the movie, but again, that billboard was there. So when they were like being driven to the set every morning, they would pass that billboard, and they started to talk about it. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, it's been there for years. Like, what is? Is it? And they looked it up online and they could watch the trailer. You know this. This was revealed again, if it's if the story's true or not, it is in count it is recounted in a in an article in Entertainment Weekly on the room, which I have read. I mean that's fine. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I so guess. so indirectly he's like contributed to a major part of uh culture. By taking the chicken dance. 
But the I'll reiterate the bad part about it now is that he's like backpedaling and saying, "No, no, I deliberately made it bad." Yeah, like it's a comedy. I made it to be a comedy, right? He did. Yeah, and I feel no, he did not. He He definitely did not. And that's what I was afraid you were going to start talking. Is like, well, no, he definitely made it to be a comedy for real. No, no, he did not. not. Yeah, he did not. I because that's the thing. I sense like. I I see this in my own work, but I see it in, like, shit I made when I was 12, you know? Right. 14, the space movie. I showed that to you. Yes. Like, even worse shit than that. It's like The Room is the The space space movie made by a 40-year-old man. With a budget of $6 million. With a budget of $6 million. So it's as if you took gave the 12-year-old you $6 million to make, like, a quote-unquote real movie. Right. What would it come? It might come out kind of like this. But I it wouldn't be as soulful as this one, though, which, again, is part of the whole thing. Because I'd be hiding. I'd be, like, you know, putting a varnish, coat of varnish on it or something. It wouldn't be, like my soul bared to the world Mm -hmm. you know I don't know I just I'm not into it I'm just not into it I don't I don't like it there is a room video game that's really good I'll just throw that out there why should I not be into it now he's making money Right. Well, he, I don't know if he made any money off the video game. It's just kind of like an unofficial thing some guy made and put on the internet, I think. But Do you think The Room made its money back? Do you think it made its $6 million back? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, be, with its cult status, it's but ha- how's sold that a bit. Money, you know? Well, I mean, it's, it sells on Amazon. Hmm. I was given the soundtrack to The Room as a gift. So someone bought that at, on Amazon. It's probably ten bucks. Some Eight of that bucks. money ended up going there. Ten cents. He got ten. He got one dime out of that. Every aspect of the room is just baffling, and that is what I really appreciate. About it. There's a lot of bafflement there. So, like in the scene with the guy with the gun saying, "Where's my money?" Right. That character's name. I don't know. This is maybe just minor, but the character's name is Chris R. What does the R stand for? We don't know. Why Chris R? Why not just Chris? Is there another Chris in the movie? No. But they refer to him repeatedly as Chris R. Again, it's like in second grade when there's two Chris's in the room and you call them Chris B and Chris R because it's too hard for second graders to say the whole name. It's just very bizarre. And this this gets down to the heart of the matter. It's like an Eagles song. I've been trying to get down to the heart of the matter. It's actually Don Henley's song, not an Eagles song. It's a solo project. But I see the work that I have done in this movie. It hits too close to home for me. I don't think it should. It does very much. And I don't like it for that reason. Because Not again, because I don't like the guy, or I don't like the movie. It's just, it feels too familiar. The bad time. You start entering the period of self-doubt then. But, well, that is a issue. That's, I was about to say, you can't enter that, that period, though. Because that'll cripple you. Everything you do. Right. Recording this podcast. Right. Well, what if one day it become? what if one day someone actually listens to it and they say, oh, it's I'm like Tommy was so part two. I'm right now.
I know everybody's been all into it. Oh, watch that. Yeah, have a good time. Have a good romp. Laugh at it. Unsettling to me. Don't like it. But I've seen more of the movie than I had in the past ten years. In the last... At week. least now you understand what it is. Well, on I, some level. Without having to watch it, you I saw, saw it some highlights. I saw ten seconds of one clip and I understood what it was. Like in 2004 or something, whenever Emily sent the link around, or whoever sent it around. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if you can... Yeah, maybe. I saw sure, the ten sure. seconds, like, okay, I get it. I don't need to see that. There's so... There's many layers, though. This is spoons. not Antichrist, Brad. There spoons. are not that many layers. Yeah, spoons, great. No, it is multi-layered. I will stand by that, and that is because... God, you are so... The reason I will do that... Shit, man. ...is because I'm not saying it had layers like Tommy was so layered this with meaning. I'm saying the strangeness of this movie... There's layers to his madness. There's layers to his madness, and this movie has layers of bafflement nested with another bafflement. Like, like you know, it's an enigma wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in a Twinkie, whatever that, I don't know. Pacific Rim, I didn't see it. Anyway. I haven't seen that yet either. Anyway, Antichrist has layers. But they're layers that, now, so this is two bad times that you and me are having together right now. Number one is the room, and you sit there and laugh at Tommy Wiseau, and I feel bad about that, and I don't want to do that. Number two, you made me watch Antichrist. Now, the only problem with seeing Antichrist is that you can't unsee Antichrist. That's the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. That's my blanket horrible. just fell down. I just thought I would put that out well, there. Well, here, now everybody knows, so they can... Maybe they'll judge yeah. you. Maybe they'll laugh at your audio quality now. They might. I can take it. I can hear it already. Sounds echoey and weird. Yep. Everyone's I laughing at too. you, Brad. But you meant it. You know, you led with that. The blanket might fall down. You're in on the joke. Antichrist is horrible. That's a... That's a horrible movie. Define horrible. Made me feel bad. Okay. I won't argue. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. Movie definitely makes you feel bad. But only because it shines the truth. The unvarnished truth. I don't know about that. No, not really. I how much it's definitely can we discuss an enhanced this? truth. I mean, does anybody really give a shit if we spoil Antichrist? Nobody should watch it. So why I, I don't think we should get into it. I just think we have to let it go. I don't I think it's too intense. And I I just think it was a bad idea. I had yeah, to watch, actually, I regret ever bringing it up on the podcast. I had to watch over the weekend. I had to watch The Expendables two. How was that? Exactly what I wanted and expected it to be. Have you seen Expendables one? Uh, only like the first half hour. I fell asleep. Mm. Captain how did, America. How did compare. I watched. Yes. Cap. <laughs> Cap. Chris is Evans. What they call him? As Captain America. Which. Now, let me say this about Hugo Captain Weaving America. Hugo Weaving is the Red Skull. Tommy Lee Jones is a general guy. They did some fancy special effects work with his smallness. Yeah. 
It's weird and freaky. It's it? weird. Like, you don't notice it at first, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. I know he's not that tiny. And I also watched Shooter, starring Mark Wahlberg. A laughable endeavor. They're all laughable endeavors. But I was searching for, like, I needed cleansing, filmic cleansing after that. My wife went out of town, so I was going to be, you know, a semi-bachelor over the weekend. So I'm like, ooh, great. Wait till everybody goes to bed, and then I can watch Antichrist. But I didn't do it. I watched it uh, the day before she left. Thank goodness, because if I would have had to huddle up into a mass and, like, cry myself to sleep for two days straight by myself, that would have been horrible. The Expendables 2, Shooter, and Captain America got, like, 70% of the horribleness. They scrubbed it from my brain, I would say. But not all of it. Because here I find myself still talking about it. Which so, is, in essence, which, you watch these three movies rife with violence. Well, I don't know about Shooter. I'm not even... Oh, I, oh more violence than either of them, probably. Sure what that is, but yeah. Tons of violence. People being killed left and right. Yes. Lots of killing. Yeah, one movie... That not as much killing, not so much killing. I had this entire extended discussion. It's with like, my again, daughter. it's it, it's the whole issue of, again, the unvarnished truth, right? Here's a tiny bit of truth. You can't deal with it. Let me go watch like hordes, hordes of people just gunned down, slaughtered. Oh, good. I feel better now. What well, does that say about us? Well, let me put it this way. So I watch these movies with my daughter because, again, I'm a terrible parent, and I just let her watch this shit. But I first did she like on, Antichrist? I was just joking. Oh. I I do have my standards. Uh, that was a punishment. I sent that to you after I watched it, <laughs> just as a punishment to you. I tried to punish yeah. you by saying, "Oh yeah, I had my daughter, my ten year old daughter, watch it," just because I wanted to hurt you the way that you had hurt me. So, no, she didn't watch that. But, so I put on, I was going to put on the Hunger Games, but we'd already seen that. And it's like, eh, whatever. Oh, Battle Royale. Let's watch that. It's like, I don't know, I'll get in trouble for saying this, but what Japanese inspiration for Hunger Games. Random school children rounded up, taken to a place, and they have to kill each other. She could not make it through 10 minutes of that movie because the violence was so graphic and it seemed oh, too yeah. real. Whereas Hunger Games, like, it's the same thing happening. Children are killing one another. It's sugar-coated. It's the got little, the varnish on it. Yeah, maybe. Although the Hunger Games, I thought, was... I never read the book. I, I watched the movie... And I was surprised, even though maybe they gloss over some of the violence, like with some of the gore, I that, still thought it was pretty hardcore. I was like, yeah, like, I guess. It's pretty. Guess. It's not like know. Battle Royale, and it's not like the book, no. though. Like, you know, there's animals. There's a lot of things about the Hunger Games, but we'll spoil things, so. Yeah. 
Anyway, well, I book, watched, book, I started watching The Hunger Games with my kids, and very shortly into it, we turned it off because it was disturbing my one boy, like, greatly, like, far too much. I mean, there's the part where... Don't spoil it now. Well, it, I don't think this is one because there's nothing that's not in the trailer. So there's the part where she gets, like, fallen, you know, where it's like, okay, so to me... Right, of course, yes, Katniss gets in the Hunger Games, right? But they have the whole thing where, well, first it's her little sister. Mm-hmm. So again, it's a younger child. It's horrible. You know, that, that, that whole scene, that whole scene is done very, you know, emotionally right. Right. Sure. right? So that was pretty intense. And then she's on the train going to the capital city to do that. And there's like a TV screen where there's like, you know, so like, I'm, you know, it's like the, Hunger Games universe version of like ESPN talking about oh the Hunger Games coming right and there was a clip saying like last year's winner blah 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 and it shows like this guy like just slitting this other girl's throat and even though I guess because it was like on a screen and like it wasn't maybe quite in focus or something right like they got away with a little more graphicness I thought hmm. but that like just sent them over the edge and I was just like yeah we'll turn it off we're just turning it off like forget it well. She was like, I could watch the Hunger Games all day long. That's nice violence. It's sugar-coated. I like yeah. the sugar-coated violence. I don't like to see, like, people's heads tearing apart into pieces and blood splattering and, like, maybe more of, like, the emotional, you're on a school bus and you're being hoarded out. I don't know. Something about it was, like, just was striking a horrible chord. Right. So I'm like, all right, so we'll do the sugar-coated violence, and I put Expendables 2 on. Couldn't watch that either. Although that did have people's heads exploding. Uh, so I had to watch that later by myself. Yeah, I don't know. But it's the same... So, I guess getting back to Antichrist, it's just... I understand that this movie, it's a challenging movie, first of all, and it is exploring, like, real human emotion, and there are, like, genuine, like, talk about, this is probably what Tommy Wiseau thought the room was gonna be, was Antichrist. Right. Like, this visceral experience that people could relate to, and like, oh, man... Like, that is just tearing at my guts. Antichrist tore my guts out, man. I just hated it so much. I don't... I'm coming around to this place where I want movies to be escapism and not, like, shine the light back in my face or back on any part of society that is ugly. You know, these these ugly yeah. movies, it's just, they've become more difficult for me to digest. That's why I like Lebowski. You know, the dude is a gross character. You wouldn't want to hang out with him in real life, but... You can get a taste of that. A little magic taste of, of cinema. It. A nice, shiny and taste of it. And it's the sugar-coated it. version yes. of it. It's not the reality no. of it. I don't want any of that. It's not the reality of, like... How bad he smells or how, like, he just, you know, yeah, is high all the time and is actually, like, impossible to hang out with. 
Right, and is constantly angry and freaking out. So, I get what you're saying about the room. Does this mean... Would, would you say the same holds for Samurai Cop? Are you saying, I can't enjoy that one now either? I don't know Samurai Cop, Brad. Alright, I'll bombard you with clips. Actually, Samurai Cop is available in its entirety on YouTube. Well, like Snakes on a Plane, that was made intentionally to be bad, which I also have not oh, seen yeah. that. So I don't have a problem. Like, yeah. I haven't watched it, but I would I, watch that. Yeah. Samurai Cop probably isn't made intentionally bad, but again, the difference is it's not like someone didn't pour their heart and soul into it the way Tommy Wiseau did. Well, and where does Ed Wood fall on this spectrum, you know? Because I've been okay in the past of, you know, making yeah. fun of him. I own Plan point. 9. Well, Glenn and Glenda, right? I know that those two his, words. Well, that was a movie he made. Not Glenn and Glenda, Glenn or Glenda. But, you know, Ed Wood was a cross-dresser. Right. And Glenn or Glenda, I guess, kind of tries to, like, explore that issue. Now, back in that day, how did he have the resources to keep making those movies? I don't know the answer to that, although I think, again, the economics were probably very different, and... There were a lot of like low budget movies back then cuz I think again back then the movies were the main way you know they were the main entertainment source. You don't Just like right watch... now they like sci-fi can keep making Sharknados and right. things like that. You don't want to watch, you know, your buddies die face down in the muck. Let's go to the movies and watch somebody else's buddies die face down in the muck, but it'll look nice. There'll be a good story wrapped around it. Still the same same shit happening though. It's a very weird thing to somehow. I mean, it, but yeah, the emotions. You can like send the hypodermic needle of emotion jabbing down into your abdomen, even though, like you said. There's actually less violence in Antichrist than any of those other movies we watched. But that one hit harder. Oh, yeah. Why? Because it sucked you in to the reality of it. It's, well, Antichrist isn't maybe a reality. It is somewhat hyper-real. but it's, it's totally out there. It's totally out there. But it really did put you part of... I guess part of why I was so sucked in, but also part of the reason I was irritated with it, it was very Lynchian, like over the top sometimes. Let's cut away to a shot of trees with wind blowing on them for like eight seconds. Seriously, dude? All right, fine. So that's a shout out. He dedicated the movie to Tarkovsky, which I was insulted by. I was actually personally insulted by that. Because a lot of Antichrist is just shock value. And Tarkovsky was the opposite of that. He didn't show you shit, you know? It was all like impending sense of, like, talking about it. Uh, like, the dread was out there. It was never right in your face like that. I would say a large part of Antichrist 
was working on building that dread. But granted, there was ultimately some pretty horrible things in there. Horrible things, and it started out with a very horrible thing. Yes. Like Tracker. What horrible thing happens in Tracker? Nothing. Visually. Nothing. You mean the stalker? Sorry. Stalker. Starring the Tracker. I don't know why. I just... I know we're not talking about the Big Lebowski. This has been consuming me since, like, six days ago. I just wake up, well, and it's just the images are in my brain hole. I just can't get them yeah. out. Well, I'll say what, the movie, it definitely consumed me for a long time afterwards. And not just because of, I would say, not just because of shock value. Not just because of that, but, uh, like, that, it didn't even need all of that. Seriously. It didn't even need all of that. It needed some of it, but it was a little much. But yeah, it's the, um, the theme. The theme is bad. Just the ideas are bad. And that's the first Lars von Trier movie I've seen. It's the only one. So I'm not too, you know, not too giddy to go up and like, run out and see the most recent uplifting Lars von Trier movie. As a friend of mine told me at the Paul McCartney concert. Oh, another uplifting Lars von Trier movie. See, um, so I started writing about this. So I just looked it up in Evernote. I wrote about, I started trying to write Antichrist. Because again, it, it... It's like you, it consumed me for a while. So here, January 17th, 2011 is when I wrote this. So this was over two years ago. Was this like a blog post or like... It was like a blog... I guess it would have ultimately been a blog post that I never really finished. But, um... So you had a hard time but, with this because you've been playing very, like, cool, like, off in the distance with it, but, like, this movie had to, like, hit you hard. No, it definitely hit me hard. That's why I bring it up. But although it's funny reading what I wrote, you know, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this. Okay. This is just what I wrote at the time. I, I said, thought it was you know, a comedy. <laughs> exactly. I laughed my ass off. No. But I did oh, talk about um, film can carry big ideas in a subtle ways. And this is a great example of that. <laughs> subtle ways. I mean, um, see, I know what you're saying, though. A couple days ago, saying. I watched Lars Van Trier's Antichrist, and without a doubt, I have been rattled badly. Thank I like you. Just, I like to just quote Hunter Thompson a lot. Rattled badly. That's exactly it. And I know as awful as some of the things that happen in the movie is, it's they're not killing thousands of people. Right. Like... Why? Why, oh why? Well, you didn't see Shooter, but... Basically, you've killed, like, a thousand people. You're free to go. Seriously? You just killed, like, a thousand people. You're free to go? This movie is subtler in that way. You know? A thousand people don't die. It's very... I certainly enjoyed the film, even though it is without a doubt the most brutal film I have ever seen. Thank you. 
you're act you're all you're over there acting all like holier than thou, like high and mighty a little bit with this movie. Really, I didn't mean to do that. I mean, a little bit. But I guess read it, those words, understand, try to remember the impact it had on you, and I'm not trying to say it doesn't into. have an impact. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be rattled badly, or saying that that's there's any issue with that. I think though, well, I referred to it as quote some depraved shit, and you were confounded. You were a little confused. Really. Really? Yeah, maybe. Said, really? Seriously? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depraved, depraved, I think, is a little different. Depraved, like, you know, there's like a moral judgment there. Yes. See, I'm not going, I mean, I would say that... The wife, Brad. The wife. Both of them, not even just the wife. Both of them, right? I, I, and I'm I, not even talking about the horrible moments necessarily. Yeah, depraved. The bullying, the bossing, the control. Yeah, depraved. You don't think the movie depraved or the characters depraved? The, the subject matter, the characters. The story, I mean, the themes, depraved. Not maybe, the movie. The movie's I, just horrible. I just never want to think about it again. But I'm talking about the characters. See, I like thinking about the movie a lot. I guess that's the difference. It's brutal, but I think there was a lot to unlock there. There's a lot of layers to fold right. out. And I spent those days rattled, but yet trying to fold the things out i watched the movie like five or six times you're on your little mountain again with your tinny little bullhorn you're two and a half years removed i'm like five days removed okay so you're they're all like i'm the sage talking to you like oh how stupid you are eventually you'll get to my i'm five days removed brad i'm not going to be in the same place you are yeah this is a bad time the only other, like, film time that came close to, like, rattling me like that wasn't even the whole film. It was just a moment of firewalk with me when the damn monkey came out and said, Judy. For some, oh. re- for some reason, that had a, like, that really took me away. And I had to really process that. I'm not sure why. Like, there's nothing... That's just, like, random weird shit happening, I guess. But, like, I just wasn't ready to see that kind of thing. Just, I had a problem with it. But this whole movie was like that. Maybe not the whole thing. Maybe, like, 70% of it was Judy moments. Yes. So... We've maybe this podcast on Antichrist. Yes. So you mentioned Lynch, and maybe this is a way to, to wash the Antichrist out a little bit and then maybe wrap up. I don't know. Okay. I mentioned this to you earlier today in a text that I had slipped into the world of Lost uh, Highway. Right. And your response was so awesome. I actually took a screenshot of it. I'm gonna I might just like post it to my, my own Tumblr. <laughs> you simply been there, man. Yeah, I said, I have somehow slipped into the world of Lost Highway. 
And he responded, it happens. I loved it. Anyway. It happens. Know, just to me. Yeah, it happens. It happens more than I care to admit. So, I was driving down the street. It's like the double mint gum people, the two guys, the three guys. Like, it happens, man. Right, yeah. Yeah, I was driving down the street, and so it was like at dusk, so it's like a dark street, the lights are shining there, and this, like, muscle car, this, like, charger, it wasn't a charger. Oh, was, I like those chargers. I like the Challenger, I kinda, too. I kind of like those. This was a, I don't know. I don't, I don't like don't cars, either, cars. but I like that. I like those two cars. Did I mention being into the... Uh, Charger and the Challenger? Like, I'm, I, you know, I watched Fast and the Furious 5. I haven't seen 6 yet, but like, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a muscle car. <laughs> anyway, I'm serious. I, I was actually like looking you online. You fit, man. Eh, could you could not fit out. I currently there. drive a Honda Fit, so. You'd have but to anyway. have it customized. All right, will do. It was a Ford GT. I think. It said GT on it. I know nothing about cars, but I like the Charger and the Challenger. So. They look nothing like these pictures of GT that are on. Well, those pictures probably don't have the like neon lighting underneath and the giant I'm spoilers just, and like air intake. I guess it was hood. like a Mustang. Mustangs GT can be pretty hot. Like, yeah, they definitely can be. I don't know. Anyway, this car was behind. This muscle car comes behind me. We're, we're both simultaneously going through our midlife crises. Apparently, uh, we're definitely. talking about cars. For God's yeah. sakes, without a doubt, that's something like that's happening to me. But I, uh, I right, came up so, behind you. Came up behind me. So here I'm at dusk. You know, roads going by. Now, now what I, are you in? What kind of car are you in? I'm in a Honda Fit. <laughs> Not a muscle car. Not a muscle car. But I'm looking. In the rearview mirror at this car, partly because like I'm just like this call this car came up behind me, it's making a lot of noise. Also, I've also started to just like you know kind of admire the car, like <laughs> oh man, I wish I had a car like that. <laughs> and I can't believe you just said that. And I'm listening to ooh, some music, some techno music with this crazy bass, but like the bass, every time this bass note hits. It rattles, the, it vibrates the rearview mirror. So the picture I am seeing in this rearview mirror, so I'm like kind of looking in the road, looking in the rearview mirror, looking in the road, looking in the rearview mirror. And the reason I'm doing this, I look in the rearview mirror and I see the muscle car, but then everything goes like, like shakes, like vibrating. So like, it's like the image is, is, is blurry. It becomes blurry. It, it switches between sharpness and blurriness. While the road is sharp. The whole time. And it creates, it was definitely a strange cinematic moment. So it was just like dusk, things are vibrating, things are becoming blurry around me, muscle cars are revving their engines, and like, it was just, I don't know, I guess I didn't, it doesn't really sound that great, no, I'm saying it, but <laughs> it really, uh, it, it really, it really fucked up my head pretty badly. <laughs> I can All understand right. that thing. It is, it's a dissonance. It's a form of dissonance where there was a little Vine video. So I'm trying to do Vine, I guess. You know, I make moving images, so do some Vine. That's fine. And a guy was like finger picking, but he had the phone like locked down on his guitar, pointing down at the strings. 
and he was picking the strings, but he must have done some trickery because the strings, the guitar strings were like waves. Like you could see the waves literally like up and down and the big one had bigger waves and the smaller ones had smaller waves. And I don't know how he did it. So I have a theory as to what that is. I've never seen this, so I could be way off. What do you think it is? But, well, Vine doesn't let you, like, upload video from any other source. Right. It has to be done with the iPhone. So I don't think he did something like, you know, edit it or use a high frame rate camera and slow it down or anything like that. But you know how, so, again. Time lapse. It does have a, well, maybe, maybe. I'm thinking how the iPhone has the rolling shutter. So you know how when you take try to take a movie or a picture of like propellers on an airplane on an iPhone, it yeah. looks all screwy. You've seen that. Right. Could there be some effect happening there? Maybe. Some type of like periodic wave thing happening with that? That's just off the top of my head, maybe. I don't know. I Has again I haven't even seen it, but that could just be like what's You're probably there. correct. It has to be something like that because <laughs> you know, I can sit there and play guitar. It doesn't look anything like that. It has to be something like that. But What's funny is that vibrating rear rearview mirror deal with the muscle car and your midlife crisis going on. They were trying to recreate that in Jurassic Park with the, um, you know, the cars break down outside the T-Rex place. Right. And the power goes out and the T-Rex is approaching and the cup of water is supposed to go and vibrate and have like the little concentric right. rings go in it. Right. Which is similar to how, you know, I see this in my car all the time. I don't know, the engine's going, or like you go over a bump, like it's easy, and they thought it would be easy to replicate. And it turns out it wasn't. And they were stuck on set. Sort of like the next minute we're going to discuss of the Big Lebowski, they were stuck trying to achieve a thing, which we'll talk about, which I assume you read. Maybe you didn't. Have you read your book yet? No, I'm really bad at homework. You suck bad. Anyway, hours, Jurassic Park, not being able to get the cup of water to vibrate the right way. And finally, they ran a guitar string underneath the dashboard and underneath Mm. the thing and were plucking it and making the perfect concentric rings as the T-Rex was like stomping towards them. That was their solution. So I know that they like the string definitely behaves in that way, but I've never seen it like that. It's a weird one. I'm glad we're not talking about Antichrist anymore. Let me just put that out no, there. Not at all. Not at all. We're not talking about that one bit. But yeah, but the blurry effect in the rearview mirror, it was like something very Lynchian. Like, you know, how he'll have the maybe droney sound and things kind of go blurry and then back into focus. Oh, I totally know it. Like, that was happening in real life to me. He was doing a lot of that stuff in Lost Highway where he wanted it to, like, be sharply in focus and then go out of focus. And it wasn't working well enough. So we had, uh, was it Peter Deming that shot that? Anyway, he's like, that's not blurry enough for me. So we actually had him remove the lens from the camera and hold it out in front of the camera. Mm. That's how we got those, like, ultra fuzzy shots no I can imagine that and like Lost Highway has those moments of 
you know, Balthazar Getty trying to be very macho and stuff with his leather jacket and his whatever. I could see how that would that would happen. See, I posted a colony collapse disorder update. We right. Close the loop on that. Which is funny because you said CCD upstate, and I assumed you meant a charged coupled device. That they. At first, which uh, would be like in the iPhone camera, for example, right, they created the cameras. crazy wavy uh, right. strings. So this connect this that acronym has multiple meanings for us today. Right. But yeah, I did see the article. So colony collapse disorder. This the, dude is the rumors of their saying, death have been greatly exaggerated, apparently. But I don't know. So I just I looked know. at this Could briefly beforehand so i don't know i mean there's global warming and global warming denier so it's i don't know i have to dig a little more into this yeah but look at all the bees flying all over the the place there i can see lots of them yeah but i mean it's the same way it's like oh we got a blizzard today like so much for global warming i mean i'm not saying this guy is wrong right it's global and it warming could... it's climate change right Shit's climate real. change yeah well exactly that shit's for real so CCD, you know, they're saying, oh, it's overblown response in the media. Yeah, it's fine, man. Blah, blah, blah. Come on. I mean, maybe I'll just tell myself tonight so I'll sleep a little easier that it's, oh, yeah. Everything's fine. Collapse world, it's fine. It's not really it's all the fine. end of our whole uh, ecosystem. It's not going to destroy our entire food supply. Come yeah, on. It's not going to happen. Totally cool. Uh, I guess we tackled the dreams movies we've seen segment. <laughs> I think we have. For the next 20 episodes. I just don't know if I can watch a movie that you recommend anymore. I... That's fair. Because you haven't watched He's Just Not That Into You, have you? I will. I, you've said that for like a year now. I've also said I'd read that Lebowski book and also... Right. Oh, and The happen. Big Sleep? You were going to read The Big Things Sleep? Things happen on my own <laughs> schedule. There's only two things, like things that are ultra important and everything else that never happens, unfortunately. So one day it will it'll come up. And that day may be sooner than any of us think. Or maybe longer. He's not he's just not that into you, you say. He's just not that into you. I'll watch that this weekend. I think I could actually make that happen. You should have your wife watch it's a great movie. I didn't want to watch it. I was like, oh, this bullshit? Come on. It's it's a it's an ensemble piece, but they have done such a great job of like intertwining all the story. I don't want to say too much. All right, here we go. Great movie. Remind me to watch. He's just not that into you. Saturday at seven p.m. Here's your reminder for Saturday at seven p.m. Shall I create it? Yes. Okay, I'll remind you. I like that you gave a little emotion into your yes. Like, like is, there's some thankfulness. I, I have to imagine Siri is like a real being. I tried it, to, without but that, that bitch, it doesn't work. That bitch fucked me over so hard, I just am done with it. So I'm a real asshole to her from now yeah. on. Well, get, you know, well, we'll see in iOS 7. I guess Siri is better, but like, She's a total bitch on my phone. On, on, yeah, I mean, just the voice. Like, the Google 
the the voice of the Google computer is just so much better. Yes. And it answers your questions, which I like too. Yeah. Let's yeah. try this. Let's just see if this works. Who directed Lost Highway? Lost Highway was directed by David Lynch. There you go. She's actually pleased to be servicing you. Yeah. Siri's not. Siri's a little irritated. A little irritated. It's a little like, uh, yeah. It's like she's henpecked. Like you're henpecking her a little bit. I don't like it. I like it so much. It's supposed to be better in the next version. They made the voice more natural. Thank goodness. Eric, let's come on. Shut this down. What, what are we doing here? Let's close it down. Yeah, I'm all in about? favor of, of closing this down. We had a strong beginning. We need to work on the strong endings. The first 10 to 20 seconds were great because I put the website out there and the Facebook and the Twitter and the YouTube and the Tumblr. And then it was downhill after that. All downhill. But we I don't did care. Backsheesh. Backsheesh was definitely a high point for me. Yeah, we have Backsheesh. Backsheesh. Yeah. Talked about that. Backsheesh. Look at that tattooed somewhere. Maybe across my back. I think you should have like a little backsheesh tramp stamp. In Helvetica. Yes, in Helvetica. Or maybe like Avenir or Bodega Sands. You don't want a serif on that shit because it can tear no. apart. No. All right, Brad. You go put your fonts up on the poop deck. Next time on Gutter Balls. Walter! Hey! Walter! There goes the radio!